0: Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H E L P.com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode
1: 368, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. To the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast episode 368. My name is Ron Richards, and I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. What? And Josh Flanagan. One man will review comics with two other men. What? What? <laughs> we're from the website ipmweb.com, which is a website all about comic books, specifically Spider-Man comic books. Um, no. No, I we like money. <laughs> we like all the comics from every publisher. Just this week we're kind of more about Spider-Man. Um every Wednesday, as you know, a whole bunch of comic books come out and we go and we read a large stack of them and one of us goes to the website and writes the pick of the week review, and we come here to talk about that book as well as all the other books that came out as well as other random bits of inf- interesting comic book stuff. Um, before we get into it, we're going to warn you that Dr. Octopus is now Spider-Man. What? What the who? What? Um, <laughs> so, so be warned. That's an example of a spoiler. We're going to give something away. So you haven't oh. read, if you haven't read your comics yet, you might want to go back and read them and come back and uh, listen to the show. But, uh, if, if you ever, I didn't know what a spoiler was. <laughs> I was just reading the copy. I was like, wow. Yeah. So, um, that said though, you did read more than just the copy. You read Star Wars number one from Dark Horse. That's- Josh, tell us all about it.
0: I did. It was my pick of the week uh, on, a, on a fairly decent week also. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't claim this, this to be anything other than a, a raw emotional response by something that was that was very well done. You know, there, there may have been better comic books out there, but this was the one I enjoyed the most, which is our mandate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, wh- when they said Brian Wood is going to write a Star Wars book, I think I did the – Huh. What? what what i know see that would be more of a reaction than i actually had um but i I, but i realized you know i've been enjoying brian wood's comics more and more over the last few years so you know hey let's give it a shot and then when when you spoke to him ron uh at new york comic-con and i held the camera for that i thought i like the cut of this guy's jib (laughs) i was thinking that the whole time yeah um I wasn't talking about either of you. There was a guy in a Gandalf outfit. But that's that's <laughs> He was just in the background so, the whole time. And yeah Oh no, his jib had a wonderful cut to it. Um <laughs> No, but but listen. Uh this Star Wars book takes place uh immediately after episode four. Uh Battle of Yavin takes place. Uh Chewie doesn't get a medal, and then uh there Leia has to get out of the office, basically, is where we are. Um she's She's had it up to here with Mon Mothma, who, by the way, ball breaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knew? She's like you get off the ship, and they're like, "Mon Mothma, to your office, please."
2: Whoa. Um, and, deck officer,
0: uh, deck officer.
2: The deck officer was a dick. <laughs> the deck officer yeah. was a dick. Yeah. Oh.
0: He showed her though; it was like two snaps to Luke. But we'll get to that. Um, At Luke uh, and takes Leia along with him and Wedge. They're scouting some worlds. I'm sorry. They're who, trying to find who Luke and who Wedge Antilles Hero of the Rebellion. There you go. I will say Wedge as a shortener, but his full name is Wedge until he's Hero of the Rebellion. That should okay. be known. Yeah. <laughs> if it isn't, I don't know why you're listening to this. Uh, they're they're off looking for a new uh, new place to set up a house, and uh, and and the Empire's chasing them all over the place. And there's a little dogfight action. And Wood had said specifically that his favorite part was writing the uh, the the dogfighting between the sort of X-wing fighters and the and the Tie fighters. And he was great at it. It was it yeah. was it, it was really fun. Um, and it was just like we know that nothing's gonna happen <laughs> no like like we know that 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 episode 5 is gonna happen after this yeah. so he can't do a whole hell of a lot to change anything or bring much new to the table but what we can do is spend time with these characters in a way and in a place that we hadn't in but it, but it's all very familiar and and i really liked it i thought he did the voices really well i was really impressed by um, <laughs> By his Han Solo. Your,
1: he came over to your house and he did
0: <laughs> and then yeah. Leia says, Luke, I don't know. We should go do this. <laughs> well, the thing was is he kept going back and forth between a British accent and not. And I was like, that's how you nail it. You no, know, I thought that the voice of his characters was really good. Uh I thought his Han Solo was really fun. Like he was like a bit of a dick. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was kind of a little little scumbagness to him, which I liked. Um, and and it was uh it was it was a good read and and it was uh, it was satisfying in a way that like a lot of Star Wars comics that I've checked out just weren't. They didn't well, talk to me. They didn't do anything think, for me. I think the magic formula with this
1: is that, and, and it should be. I mean, as uh, longtime listeners will know, that we Star Wars is very important to all three of us. I mean, it's probably the closest thing to religion that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, less so after the prequels. We've, we've <laughs> kind of faded all over this galaxy. Yeah, and, but there was there, there was a time where there was a time where Star Wars was kind of the be all end all. Like mid late nineties, it was yeah. just like yeah, I yeah, couldn't get enough of it again. And that was the t- and that was the time when I know I and I think Connor you did Josh I don't remember if you did or not but read a lot of the expanded universe books. Yes. yes, and like those are all, all books that took place after Jedi, so kind of continuing the story. But it was with those characters, and like I think the reason why I haven't really gotten into the Star Wars books at Dark Horse recently have been because they're Knights of the Old Republic, and they're telling Clone Wars, they're telling stories that are way earlier or characters I don't know, and all that sort of stuff. But here, this just felt like it felt like an old glove just putting on, just like ah, here we are, back in you know the, these great characters and, and this world. Um, and that,
0: that was exactly it. It just yeah. it just felt really right. There, there's not a thing that I could point to that was like super spectacular about any of it, but uh, you know, you know what it did have a little touch of frustrated middle management Vader. Yes,
2: <laughs>
0: Dude, you're, gonna, you're, you're gonna give my office to this guy, <laughs> got demoted. Demoted, he tried, he tried to throw Tarkin under the bus. Yep, <laughs> he was like, he was like, hey, but, but Tarkin and Vader and, and Palpatine wasn't having any of that. Yeah, <laughs> big head Palpatine was
2: just like, no, no, this is this is your failure. What's what's ah, interesting is I'm am currently reading uh, the new book Scoundrels. How is that? Which, but well, well, before we get to that, it takes place in the same time period as this. Ooh, so it's kind of like I've got these sub- separate stories in my head. Uh, they're both having to deal with the ver- the, the immediate aftermath of of, the, of a New Hope, and it's interesting. Interesting. Um, did they ever deal with in the movie? This is the central point of that book: is that Han lost the money he was going to pay for pay Jabba with. Right, they ever deal with that in the movie? Because in the movie, he got paid at the end of A New Hope. Never paid Jabba. Never paid him. Never paid him. Because what happened was that so he
1: he gets the money, and I assume all those boxes they're loading were just just boxes of credits of what you know, like just money. Um, and so then he helps. And then when Empire picks up, he, they're on Hoth. And he said Horde Mandel. No, you know, because they, they had a runner with a bounty hunter, at Horde Mandel. I think he was going to go pay off Jabba when he was intended to leave Hoth to go pay off Jabba because he can't live with the death mark. And that, that was too close to call on Horde Mandel. Okay. So he has. So I guess it, uh, my assumption in Empire was that he just never made it back to pay Jabba off.
2: Okay. Well, in Scoundrels, he, has, he had lost the money. I think he got pirates took it. I mm-hmm. uh, got robbed, basically. And so now, Scoundrels is basically Ocean's Eleven with Han Solo as Danny Ocean. Is it good? Well, I'm, f- I'm only about fifty pages in, but it's just fun, right? It's fun so
1: far. When he goes to see General Rikin, and, and he goes, "A Death Mark's hard to live with."
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> well, everybody
0: knows about it. They talk about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all- this is fertile ground, is what we're saying. And I remember those old novels There was like the Han Solo Adventures or the Land at Starz. And- wasn't it? it stars- those were like yeah. mid trilogy, before trilogy. Yep. stories so those are well there too. was shadows shadows
0: of the empire well shadows yeah. empire yeah.
2: takes place after empire
0: wasn't there one of them that takes place between no nope. between empire and jedi yeah that shadows of the empire right that's and i always that was always kind of one of my favorite because it sort of fit in nicely and then yeah. it tied in with the video game yeah that was with yeah. Z- zizor or whatever his name is remember the
1: green guy yeah. yeah.
2: he's I, also I, in scoundrels so um I like this. I thought this was really fun. I thought the art was good in that it didn't try to hew too closely to the character, the actors. That was very specifically
0: a thing that I noticed. I thought it was a, it was a little cartoony, but in kind of a good way. Like yep. I thought I thought it fit really well. Um, but you know, they weren't straight on photo models yep. of the characters, but they looked like them enough that it wasn't like the art was. The yep. art was did the, did its job really really well. You know what
1: it felt like? It felt a whole lot like the '80s Marvel comics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in terms of that look, in terms of the cartooning, in terms of stuff like that. I mean, this great. I, I don't know. It, I don't think it was my pick of the week, but it was one of the more fun things I read this whole time. And I and – I, like now
2: I'm totally on board. I'm just it's a, it was interesting. I wonder if – because at this point in the story, Luke has still got it pretty good for Leia. Yes, and you could tell. And we, I mean, how I wonder how much they're going to deal with that because well, if you listen
1: to the don't miss with uh, Brian Wood where Paul talked to Brian Wood for forty minutes on iFanboy Don't Miss last week, Um, he actually talks specifically about that how he dances around that and has them kind of flirting and 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 but 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 you get a sense of you get a sense of a relationship and a and a caring for each other, but it's – start you know he's trying to drift it towards like a sibling like relationship you know and less romantic so,
2: but Yeah. yeah. It was still kind of romantic in Empire, which is
1: yeah, no, yeah, totally well, yeah, she,
0: well she used them to make Han jealous. Sure, but, yeah.
2: But so. Luke was still into it. That's the point, yeah. my point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll How do we know he ever wasn't?
0: <laughs> that whole silent guy thing was just a like it was like his new character he was trying on. Maybe this, maybe she'll notice me here. Yeah, obviously the uh, me caring didn't work. So let me see what I can do. Yeah. I care. No, he, see, that's the thing is that he gave up that. Yeah, that's sort of Ah oh, Shucks Farm Boy. He's smart yeah. enough, you know. He's got the force and everything. Like he's like, "Oh, this isn't working," and then he came back and he's like, I'm well, "All new and all badass."
1: What actually is little little known fact about the force is there's actually a friend zone detection kind of uh, oh, yeah. awareness Where? of in the force. And he's like, "Oh, I've been friend zoned. Okay, let me go. I, I need to change strategy."
0: Challenge. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely would have. So. <laughs> the thing that the thing that the thing that people don't know is that in Jedi, when he shows up at Jabba's palace, yeah. like she had no idea that he was going to do that whole character thing. Because, cause, you know, with oh, the, the black badass in black. black, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, she was, she was as surprised as anybody. Sure. Because the last time she saw him, he was still like, womp rat this and T-16 that, and, yeah. you know, she just... Well, had the last enough. time she saw him, he was all pouty,
1: and uh, I lost yeah. my hand, and I lost yeah. my friend, and ooh. But he was still bringing, bringing up
0: womp rats. Yeah, yeah. I like, that's, they cut that stuff out of the movie. Yeah. You're you gonna know? die here, that's, you know. That's where Kirshner really came in. <laughs> <laughs> it was all of this stuff. Oh, Mark yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the amount of knowledge we have about the original trilogy, by the way, people might know this, is staggering. Yeah,
0: I was. And I the, was thinking, the thing is, I don't. It's it sort of lays dormant for a little while, and then we start to pick at it, and then it just starts. It's to It's a muscle up. you have to work yeah, it. It's, yeah, like yeah. the
1: first time I read Incom in uh, income, uh, in the in this comic book, it all came flooding back to me, like specs, like ship specs and stuff like that. I, like I bought that it was all a of,
0: used TC, and they're working with Incom.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> like they've got a corporate rate.
1: Oh, well, that, but that, they that still was only st- get
2: used machines. That was the one, not strange thing, but sort of interesting thing about the book was that they dealt a lot with the, how they got their supplies, yep. money. The infrastructure. Yeah. I really like that Brian Wood is the kind of writer who's going to be thinking of that, though. Like, <laughs> it's, it's one of those
0: things that became really clear in, in uh, DMZ. Uh, Northlanders. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, was, it was a little bit of how, like, how do these people live. Those, and those are the kind of questions that I really like exploring. Well, now we
1: know how many credits the Death Star cost.
0: Yeah. A lot. Trillions.
1: I don't read enough comics that involve
0: infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, listen. They could have been talking about trade agreements. <laughs> they
2: could have been. Also, recruitment's way down.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was great. It was fun. It was a, it was a, a pleasant surprise at how good it was because I yeah, Italy, it was, we, we shit on licensed comics a little bit. Oh, sure. Let's be honest. We do. And this is a case of where, you know, like it it can like G.I. Joe Cobra, stuff like that. It can be fun, you know,
0: so. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and and how long do you know how long is supposed to run for? Uh,
2: Uh, It's a One year. Oh, he, he's
1: do, he's got a twelve year he's got a twelve year twelve month he's got a one year contract right now. But he said if everything's going well after a year he'll continue. Whether or not Dark Horse can or not will be the story. <laughs> will be the question. Who will
2: publish it? Or whether it will actually yeah. be published or he's actually probably, or
1: He's just gonna do. He's just gonna do it on his own at home. He's gonna like photocopy him and just <laughs> he works for he works for Marvel too. Yeah. True. Yeah. It
2: can yeah. happen. So yeah. am I? Am I supposed to believe now that after all of that, Peter Parker's not dead? <laughs> Is that what's happening now? I know know that
0: you were livid, but I don't remember exactly which direction you were livid in.
2: (laughs) Well, I was led to believe that he was dead, thus destroying the entire history of Spider-Man, and nothing would ever be the same, and that he would never come back, and this wasn't just another story about Peter being in a bad spot. Nope. But it is. It is.
1: You know, and not only is it um, in another bad spot, and I I, I wrote a, a review of it on the site, of what? Of of Superior Spider Man number one. Yep. Um and I gave it uh, four out of five stars because I actually really did quite enjoy it. I really like what slots doing. I thought the segment was great. But it occurred to me after I wrote the review, after I reread it, that um th- do, do you remember Haunt?
2: Yeah. Uh, yes. I do. <laughs> yeah. This is I was like, oh, so they've read Haunt. <laughs> right? Haunt I, was, I I confess to not remember Haunt well enough to to. Haunt think
1: was it, basically me. a dude who had I bet Todd noticed his, it. His his dead brother was a spirit inside of his head and would help would help him like would appear as this apparition and like could help him and like kind of two people in his head. Well, it's like firestorm. It's a lot of yeah. Players. Oh, it's like a firestorm. Yeah, exactly.
2: I I, I wasn't gonna get this because I'm not really interested and I've never really been a big dance Slott fan, but I did get it because of all the hoopla and I yeah. enjoyed it. It was fine. It is not not enough to keep me reading because I'm yeah. not really a fan. That was of what it.
0: I said. Like I'm not invested in it. You know, like it was fine if you like this, <laughs> or that's, or or that's my like typical it. line. But like. <laughs> Like if if you like Spider-Man comics, like they've been for a while, they're not really my taste. But I, don't, I it wasn't bad. It wasn't anything wrong with it. It was well drawn. I actually really I know that some people don't like Stegman's new style. I like that it's really loose. It's not his new styles that he's inking himself instead of somebody else's. Yeah,
1: is. I think he needs an inker.
0: Yeah, I no, I get that. I I really like how loose it is and how sort of uh like it's a little angular at times, a little scratchy. I like I like,
1: I like the angles. Don't get me wrong, I like that. I just think I I think it's a little it's rougher. A than it,
0: needs yeah. to be. it could be a little
1: tighter. Yeah, so. um but, you yeah, know, I thought it was great. I mean, I think he's got a ton of energy. I mean, it's like we've said it before when he was doing Scarlet Spider and back when he did the one, the one issue of Made Spider-Man. Like, he is born to draw Spider-Man. Absolutely. Like, he, yeah, he's, he's great. What's yeah. funny
2: is that since I haven't been keeping up with, this, with the series, I, I sort of dissociated myself mentally from it. I, I didn't remember it was him. Yeah. And for the first two pages, I was like, who is this? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, it's not Ramos. And then I, looked, then I went, oh, right. <laughs> like, it was. It, was he, it looked really good. I mean, as much as I think he does need an inker, it would look great. The only theres a thing, though.
0: When is somebody going to ask Peter why he's talking like that? <laughs> like, no one is bringing up that he's like quiet woman.
2: <laughs> like no like one that.
0: mentions that.
2: <laughs> Honestly, if you started talking like that, we would just assume you have this sort of really bad mental break and just or doing some sort of bit. I mean, if Josh was doing it, we'd be like, "Oh, he's doing this." It's <laughs> I've been doing that
0: bit for like 3 weeks.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I think Well, and I think that was that was a part of my criticism of Slot and the writing is that Slot's writing tends to be a little um I I, I, I use the, the word I nose. use the I use the word obvious. Yeah, I don't You know
2: I'm sorry. On the nose,
1: obvious. Yeah, 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 obvious. And so you know, and and he's writing stuff that's clear we can read between the lines and understand, but he's having it be verbalized, and I think that works on one degree, and that is really accessible for even kids to be reading. And so like he truly is writing an all ages Spider Man, um, even though that does get a little violent at times. But um, uh, but for us, it's kind of like all right, well, yeah, we get it, move on, that sort of thing. So I think I think he's got to watch that. It's that's a fine line to to balance. Um, I but like, I, think that's part, I think that's part of the story is that
0: someone's going to be like, What's, you're acting weird, but it's going to take more than one issue. Yeah, you yeah know? but he's been doing it
1: for three. Yeah, so.
0: I, I, I See, I like that he does that, and I recognize that it's not for me, and that's fine. Like, I yeah. like the, um, that a comic book has that voice. I just wish yeah. that it actually had that sort of age crossover appeal that I don't think it actually does. I think it yeah. just makes old people happy.
1: Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I, I just like it, it. This definitely flies in my you know a batshit crazy idea, and let's see where it goes. Uh, you know, but I like, appreciate that. Yeah, but but also, but it's like you, Peter's going to be back. Clearly, by the end of this issue, you know that Peter's going to be back.
0: You know, you know so. why? You know how I know that? Yeah, oh. because he's Marvel Comics' most important character. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but he's no, absolutely yeah. he is. Yeah, he's no, he's the, not. He's the face of the company. Yeah, it's, I know, but with Sony and the, the
1: movie great. in the movie, it's le- less so. They're they're starting to pull back on that yeah but they can't yeah, pull back on it eventually yeah. you know, he's he's can. he's Marvel's Batman and Sp- Superman
0: absolutely he's Marvels yeah. Superman yeah
1: um so I'm curious if you guys know where I should route it took three issues for me to start routing my fan fanboy rage at Avengers Arena <laughs> really yeah
2: oh totally because the dark
0: I, hawk.
1: Issue number three, you start fucking with Darkhawk, you're
0: fucking with me, Dennis Elfman. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't <laughs> know it. that there was anything to be offended with Darkhawk. I was like, hey, Darkhawk's in here. Ronald like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, he
1: gets his heart ripped out. got his amulet got ripped out, and now he's
0: powerless. He's
1: the fighting only, in the next issue. Yeah, the only, the only, the only saving grace was I turned. and I saw the cover of next issue was Darkhawk, but he's gonna die because we know that X twenty three is alive. Come um, yeah. uh, in thirty days from now, from the first issue. So fuck, Darkhawk's gonna die. You know what's
2: Screw funny? This. Is, is, Comics ruined my childhood. It's funny like, is man. that or ruined your portfolio. Um, yeah. <laughs> I saw this was on the list and I, I enjoyed issue one quite a bit. Could tell you what happened, you know, the, the main plot points and everything. Couldn't tell you a thing about issue two. In <laughs> fact, when I saw it on the list, I went, did I miss issue two? Interesting. I read it, <laughs> I have right. it, I found it, but I, I, I could not tell you wh- what happened, yeah. who died, what was going on. I really did thought I missed it and that probably doesn't speak well for my continued involvement in the series, but I'm still sticking with it, at least until Darkhawk buys it. <laughs> just, just to watch me, yes. similar, similar to the Hellblazer and Josh. I want to be able to participate in the discussion.
1: <laughs> you, want watch me, um, you want to watch me suffer, basically.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I
0: actually, I appreciate of, I I'm not invested in any of the characters, but I, it's good. Like, I'm interested. I want to know what's going to happen. Oh, it's a, good, no, it's a great series. I mean, this Cammy, the character that this issue mainly yeah. focused on, I've never even heard of. And yeah, so, I really like the way that she was written. I, I I don't know. Like I feel like I feel like hopeless is writing, at a, uh, at, he sounds he writes more like a veteran than he is. How's that? Yeah. Like this feels like a like a I was like this is really well done. It's a it's a good comic book and it's a good ensemble cast. I don't and I, because I don't know who anybody is. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no expectations for it. Yeah. Well, um, you
2: know that the last two survivors are?
0: Not really. Well, we, I mean, think, the first
2: we issue. think. I guess. We X-23. think we do.
1: Yeah, we. Th- I mean, no. The the first issue opened up with X twenty three and hazmat,
0: but who knows if they were the last two? I don't remember if it actually said they were the last two or not. Well, it, just like Connor doesn't remember the second one, I don't remember any, almost anything I've read. Yeah. So things like that are lost on me. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I did <laughs> like that. Darkhawk was deemed to be too old to be here. Yeah, and that, that was, that was really funny. funny. Yeah. Not and really it, a teenager.
1: Yeah, it's true. He's like, once a teen hero, always a teen hero. Is yeah. like in your 20s? <laughs> I, I, I've Fuck had you. that conversation. Yep. So um, so Sweet Tooth comes to an end with issue number 40, and I got to say this probably would have gotten my pick of the week. Purely what put it over the
0: top was the Six Feet Under ending.
2: I can't believe it's <laughs> been 40 issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and they all all out on time, all written and drawn. Yep. That's, this, that's is, and and this issue, this issue was the be, has been the best one in a long while. I agree. I agree. It ended really well. Um, I really enjoyed the reveal. Yeah, I like the way that the first, like the quick cold open, I guess, was uh, was was set up, and you're like, oh, that looks like sweet tooth. Wait, but who's that other? Guy? Oh, he's got a pig nose. You know, like, and like you had to look at all this stuff, and you you turn the page, and and you sort of see what the plan was for the world and how it came around, and and yeah, that six feet end, under ending was really nice. I, it was, I thought, it was a really Really strong ending issue. Uh, yeah, no, and, it was really strong. It gave a, it it gave was, a, a resolution. You see what happens. Like it was, I mean, it was super super time. strong,
1: and got emotional. Got emotional.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think I got emotional.
1: Well, no, but whenever whenever they went, uh, that's six feet under, any man, still to this day, that was that was like ten years ago now, wasn't it? That was a long time ago. That uh, that ending still, it just kills me. It kills me. The the watching everybody die and you know, seeing their whole life—you're like, oh they, oh, they ended up together. Oh, they had a kid. Or it's like it's all this like and just seeing this like fast forward of a life and and then seeing him, you know, sweet tooth as an old, as the old grandpa kind of you know surviving and and helping to. It's good create- they did in
0: one issue though because it probably would have dragged.
1: Oh yeah, and this almost read like a little mini graphic novel. Almost, I mean, this was yeah. more, way more top shelfy than anything that Sweet Tooth's been so far. Um, like, this is a contained – I could, you can almost say this is a contained story. Like, you can just read it on its own without reading the whole series, um, yeah. which is an in- which is an interesting way to take it. because you know, it starts off with the the first words of "This is a story," and it just and and using that device. I to like tell- that, and how that was yeah. that
0: bit where it was repeated there. I was like, that's yeah. pretty strong.
1: No, it was um, really, really really strong. He should be really get-
0: proud of this issue. Yeah, I get the sense that like you know for a while he was doing it. Yep. because he was he was getting through it, but this was he wanted to make sure that he ended it. He ended it strong and, and put a lot into it. And I think it was more went into these pages uh, than than a bunch of the issues I'd read. And and also uh, Vertigo is saving me money left and right now <laughs> because they're just canceling everything or ending. Sorry. True. <laughs> there I know. I go. I can't wait. When it, what's the countdown to Hellblazer? How many more issues? Two, right? It's two. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be an epic show. What? What's that about? last month you were like I understand Josh now No, you know no we, we, now we've,
2: we've gone through the stages of grief with you now we're just look, looking forward to the, the rage the mocking <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've already come to accept it Man, it's like well, I, it all I, depends I, on how it ends again if it ends with him getting hit by a bus yeah. you're going to lose it and it's going to be awesome there's a
0: part of me that would be unhappy with that but there is also a part of me that really would like the randomness of that kind of thing just the audacity of it what, if, we'll he, be, just what,
1: what if he becomes
0: Spider-Man what if he's in Spider-Man's head? <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing the reaction so to that. Peter Parker
2: and Hellblazer in Otto Octavius's head.
0: That would be a, a licensing masterpiece. <laughs> the deal's in place for that. Anyway, uh, I'm guessing that in addition to Sweet Tooth, a lot of people would have gone with uh, Thor God of Thunder. Oh, uh, that's number so four is I spent a
2: lot of time giggling over the photo of Jason Aaron in the back. With the uh, yes! Yes! <laughs> I was like, who like, would
1: approve that one?
2: <laughs> the letters column header, which is even funnier when you turn the page and he's got dialogue. I'm going to it. Um, very funny. Oh, God.
0: Uh, this is one of those ones that uh, it was a really great issue, and I thought that it did the three different time periods better than any of the other ones. I have to but, not look at it. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> that was like for Twitter, right? No, I think it was for the letter column. I've seen that before. I feel like. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, I, I was one of those ones where, like, this was this was mostly this was great for all sorts of reasons. But the last page is the only thing that I'm walking away from it remembering in a good way. Yeah, um, it was really fun. I don't know. I like how this is all being set up.
1: It's just it's just amazing. It's just. What's he looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I want to I want to put on like metal, yes. and I want to read these issues, and they're just like, and it's just like the you know the the palace of infinity and the the library where all this the, is the cosmic you know,
2: marvel done. Yeah, at
1: it's uh, omnipotent city, nexus of all the gods. Like that's amazing. That's uh, oh yeah, it's just great. And I just let and Ribic is just is is like continuing to this is the best work he's, I've ever seen him done. That yeah, it's facial expression. This is double
0: shipping though. So yeah, the yeah. helm. The uh, Thor's helm, I love. I like. Um, I like defeated. Like he's like. Oh, I can't walk,
1: so I'll crawl. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I love the the dead destroyer arm.
2: Mm-hmm. If I can be allowed a of pun, I think there's a thundering beat behind this book. It just, it just, it's. It feels <laughs> like there's this, there's this thumping music, you know, in the, in the back of the scenes. I don't know what it is. It just has this feeling of. Um, I will.
1: I will allow that pun. Okay.
2: It's just. It's. I love it. The, the pacing is great. I love that it bounces between the Thor's. You don't get too. A comp, a comp, uh, sort of sick of one, and then move, you, by the time you get to you know, the next one, you're already looking for the, next, the third Thor. So I think the way the structure is built t- together has been really helpful to the story.
1: Yeah. I just love that there was somebody that Thor yells out, Lord Librarian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: it's mm-hmm. great. Again, the only problem is the design of the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Very,
0: uh, very top cow. We did get to spend some time with him this time, though, and yeah. I think that it's been parsed out in the correct amount. Played some played looked,
2: some played some scrabble, hung out. I'd like to see some motivation behind his God butchering. Yeah. Mm. I mean I get some, and it's fine if I don't, but I'd like to I'd fine. know why. It's fine. It's fine. You know it's what? Fine. I really liked the redesign of Steppenwolf in Earth 2 number eight. Yeah? I it's one of the rare DC redesigns I've I've liked. Alright. I think it's a bit more intimidating than the old one. But uh okay. I really like this – was, this was an issue where we sort of sat back and revealed who the main villain of the book is going to be, or at least for what? now. For now. <laughs> and what? In this, we find out Steppenwolf is still on Earth, and he's taken over this country, and he has the daughter of Wonder Woman at his side, kind of like Darkseid and Orion and Mr. Miracle and Highfather. Oh. Yeah. So I like that aspect of
1: nice it Nice parallel, yeah, I didn't even pick up on that, good job Bringing uh, the the
2: child of your Greatest enemy to raise as your own Weapon, and I yeah. like that part of it I think this is, he's setting up a really nice world The next, next issue we get back to the heroes And Dr. Fate and and uh, I, I'm enjoying this sort of very slow—not slow in a bad way—but rollout of characters and world building. Well,
1: it's a, yeah, it's a whole other world that that I just I like that it's like independent of the insanity over in the New Fifty Two, and it just it just kind of like it's it's this own little pocket universe, and I like seeing how it develops. I think Yildre Signar is a great uh, alternate artist to uh, Nicola Scott. I think if they trade up between these two, the, the book will remain like it, it's. As seamless as can be, you know, like uh, clearly they're not, it's not Nicole Scott, but it, he, I think he did a good job in filling in.
2: And it was the second comic this week from DC that ended with somebody holding up a severed head. Oh yeah. What was the other one? Swamp Thing. Oh yeah. Right. Severed heads abound.
0: Was severed heads? Severed? because it still had the spine.
2: Well, severed from the dangling. body. The spine still dangles.
0: I don't know. We have to look up what severed means.
2: Well, the spine is severed at some point. Yeah. Everything okay. is severed.
0: Yeah. 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 I don't know why we're always end up talking about uh, scott snyder
2: well if you haven't read scott
1: snyder's severed book you can go (laughs) you can go order it from amazon uh ifanboy.com slash amazon you can click on the banner and any purchases you make of comics video games clothes uh stereo equipment whatever you might need uh goes towards helping uh keep the lights on over at ifanboy so we want to thank everybody for doing that um you get some great deals over at amazon so go to ifanboy.com slash amazon click on the banner and go to town so,
0: oh. cool. Uh, speaking of last pages, uh, I, I think that Walking Dead 106 was, was another one of those, like, and this is the thing that Kirkman does very well, uh, yes. is to sort of give you the last page. But again, the only thing I remember out of this issue, and it was, it was good, it was like a continuation of the last one, but the end of it I was, was one of those, I, I want the next issue immediately. Yes, agreed. Because the, basically the whole time, uh, Bad Dude's been walking around going, I don't know what I'm going to do with you. And we like, we don't either. And then at the end, he clearly decided, but we don't get to know it for a month. Yep. Yeah. Painful. Sorry. But it gave, me that, it gave me that special comic book issue feeling. Yeah, I feel like this is coming out biweekly.
1: I mean, I know it's not, yeah, but I feel, yeah. I feel like I'm reading it a lot. You know, like maybe because I just went from not reading it a lot to reading the hard, you know, reading the hardcovers yearly to now, now I'm in issues, and I feel like I'm getting a lot
0: of Walking Dead. You know, <laughs> well, in this world, it's it's hard not to.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's I, great though. It's yeah, good. I, I love <laughs> Negan. I think he's he's a great character. Um, so I read Action Comics number sixteen, and I immediately thought, Does Grant Morrison know about the New Fifty Two? <laughs> Does he know that they they, – because it seems like he doesn't care.
2: No. (laughs) That's kind of rad.
1: I know, isn't it? (laughs) So they have uh, Lois and Jimmy meet at the statue of Superman holding the bird that was erected after Superman died fighting Doomsday. I'm like, did that happen in this new continuity?
2: (laughs) I think it did. (laughs) Again, I think they they, they, – instead of wiping out the old continuity, they just crammed it all into a five-year period. Yeah, yeah, which is stupid. Again, yep. stupid. So, yeah, um, I, just, I just thought that was funny. Great Chris Sprouse art in the backup. Yes, agreed. Yeah, Sprouse is somebody we don't
1: get enough stuff from.
2: He doesn't do a lot, or at least a lot of stuff that I see. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed yeah. it.
1: Um, So The End Times of Bram and Ben, number one, is the first issue of a miniseries from Image uh, co-written by James Osmus and Jim Fisante with art by Rembrew. Osmus I've read – I'm not reading his gambit over at Marvel, but I read his Thief of Thieves. I enjoyed it. I really liked this. This was was a more Chew-esque take on
0: the rapture. Um, uh, Rembrew's art is very Guillory-esque. I saw that, actually, because I checked it out. I didn't read it, but I I did look at it, and that was the first thing I thought. I was like, oh. It was very Chew-esque, but but in a good way, not in a bad way, and the story is very
1: different than Chew. It's It's a different kind of world and that sort of thing, but basically the the rapture happens, and unlike uh, *Remender Strange Girl* work, the Earth gets invaded by demons, stuff like that. it's just like the world just keeps spinning, and people just keep on living. And the people who didn't get accepted are down. And one of the characters got pulled up to heaven. Uh, the, the character Bram, he he went up in the rapture, and then they sent him back because it was a clerical error. They they invited the wrong Bram up to heaven, and so but he got a glimpse of what heaven was like, and now he's declared himself to be the Antichrist, and that's where the book kind of went off from there. So um, kind of a more comedic take on religious stuff like that. So uh, if you're super religious, I don't know if this is the book for you, but, uh, um, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. That could go
0: for a lot of comics. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, Punisher Warzone, uh, I wrote 106. That's wrong. Number it's three. three. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of issues. Yeah, I wish. That's what I'm, that's what I'm telling you about this. Um, Thor and Punisher have a chat and a brew. I thought that and- Rucker wrote a pretty good Thor. He did. He did. I was the whole time. I was thinking. I was like, "This is pretty good." And then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's not Jason Aaron, because it worked for me totally." Um, I just I just really dug it. Uh, it sucks that it's going to be over soon, but this w- this was really fun. Like all the Avengers, like had this grudging respect for the Punisher. I just really liked Thor's warrior based perspective on what, what was going on with with, the, with Frank Castle. It was, it was just a neat little uh, moment to spend with the two of them. I thought.
2: Yeah, I like that. I like, I like that each one has a different take on him. I mean, obviously, Ruckus Punisher is a bit more complex than the, the standard Marvel Universe Punisher, but I like that that I mean, he's he's a, yeah, he's a murderer, but they they also have things about him that they can respond to.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and I just I, I think uh, one of the things that's really interesting is I really didn't like Chiquetto's art, you know, way back when he started, but I, I really like this. This it's is great. not
2: him now, though. Oh, it is not? No. It's not. No. Well, that it's would It's Carmine it. Giando Manici.
0: Oh, that's the dude who did uh, Magneto Testament. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I also like that guy. Yeah. So there you go. Well, Uh,
1: um, (laughs) so it is very
0: different then. So it's what you're saying. It's different artists, yes.
1: So, admittedly, uh, this current arc of Wolverine the X Men uh, with Frankenstein, I haven't been loving like I, I but this issue put i uh, put me over and i was like this is it was just great because it was basically the x men um the x men shake off the magic spell that has them thinking they're circus members and they fight the circus and there's a lot of comedy physical comedy there's a lot of funny lines um but for me it all boils down to the one page where dupe just the border is dupe kicking ass yeah
2: using the gutters like that to show dupe fighting around everybody yeah. else was was really inspired i i this arc a lot because it reminded me of the old x men stories where yeah. You'd you'd open an issue up, and the X Men would be you know caught in some sort of mind trap or somewhere else, and you have to figure out why yep. they're, this is happening and how they're going to get out of it. it was it's sort of this one drops you right in the middle of it, basically, and I liked yeah. that part of it. Yeah,
1: no, it really ended it ended very very strong, and, and like I laughed as much as I enjoyed right. the fight and all that stuff. Like you know, like very lighthearted. Like I just I love it. I love this book.
2: The Phantom Stranger number four, uh, I've been struggling with this series because the Phantom Stranger is always one of my favorite characters. Oh, you and Dan DiDio. Um, And Dan has been writing it until this issue, uh, J.M. DiMathias is now doing the, the, the dialogue and the script and much better. Oh, yeah? Much, <laughs> much, much better. Suddenly the people are talking like human beings, which they weren't doing before and it was really rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it makes me believe that Didier was plotting OMAC and Giffen was doing the dialogue because um, clearly dialogue is not a strong suit. They were literally, everyone talked like a, like a robot and, you, and in this it's basically the story of Phantom Stranger has a family, a secret family that he tries to connect with humanity through and uh, I was wondering why he had a family considering he had no interpersonal skills because he talked to everybody like they, they were you know, right. demons but now he talks like a human being in this issue when he's a, when he's a person. There you go. and uh, The art's been really good. Brent Anderson's been inked by Philip Tan, and the, the combination of styles has been really kind of interesting. A lot of cross-hatching and a lot of sort of sketchy lines, and uh, they're really dealing with all the paranormal characters, like the Pandora girl we haven't seen since, since the beginning. She's been in character in this, and <laughs> Frankenstein, and this issue of the Just League Dark and Constantine, and, and the Spectre's coming up, and so they're dealing with that whole world. And I, like, I just love this character so much. i just happy finally is readable I was on the edge of dropping it. Hey. Hmm.
0: Well, that's nice. Yeah.
1: So those are the books that we enjoyed this week that came out. But you go to ifanboy.com slash comics, uh, which is all uh, patched up and working the way it should be. (laughs) Um, You can go and do your pull list. You can do your pull list and you can rate your books and and pick your pick of the week. And we want to go over the top five picks of the week from the ifanboy community. Um, And coming in at number five was The End Times of Bram Bram and Ben, number one from Image Comics. Got 7.4%. Um, number four was Josh's pick of the week uh, with Star Wars number one with 9.9%. Uh, number three was the uh, the the small population that didn't ruin their life with Superior Spider-Man number one. Uh, that got 12.1%. Uh, number two was Thor God of Thunder number four with uh, 29.7%. And the number one pick of the book that was pick of the week for the iFanboy community was Sweet Tooth number forty with thirty three point two percent. And this is all at the time of recording, so if you go back and check it, they might be a little different. Numbers might change, but it looks like Sweet Tooth was the uh, was the winner for the community this week.
0: That's nice, I isn't feel it? Like we've been along with that book for a long time,
1: so we have, yeah, yeah. That's what's getting scary is that books that have started and ended within our run of this podcast.
0: Oh well, yeah, well that's gonna yeah. happen a lot. But it was like that yeah. was also a guy that nobody knew. Yeah, he read his indie books and then yep. watched him get mainstream work and yep. then watched him conclude a long Var Vertigo series. Yep, And I went, oh, Christ, what have I done with my life?
2: <laughs> Con2112 reviewed Animal Man number 16. and You can, do, you can be like Con2112 and go to ifanway.com <laughs> slash comics and you can make your pull list, rate and review your books. And if you write a good review, we'll, we'll feature it on the podcast. And Con2112 says about Animal Man 16, first he gave the story a 4 out of 5, and the art a 4 out of 5. And no one made it a pick of the week. No one. Khan 2112 says, While I began to find myself initially disappointed with the first two chapters of the Rot World saga, after anxiously anticipating a crossover event for a year, it has finally reached the epic proportions I had hoped for with the conclusion of Animal Man 15 and this issue. As it comes close to its climax next month, we finally see the team uh, the Red Kingdom has put together, approaching what seems to be inevitably a massive threat and one of the more fun takes of the DCU I've read in a long time. The last pages of both Animal Man and its sister book, Swampy Thing, Swamp, swampy thing. A swampy thing. <laughs> we're an unfuckwithably badass. I don't know if that's proper. They were uh, they were unfuckwithably badass. They okay. they
0: could not be fucked with in the way So those were, were not we
2: are. I see. Yeah. Listen, I
0: can't make fun of these people.
2: Um, I I would I've done a 360 on this story. Have you? Because I, really? I dropped away in that I started really enjoying the World saga in the be- very beginning. And I very quickly got tired of it. I think it's because you got two chapters every time it came out. Like, yep. It felt like yeah. a lot. Uh, but by, by now I've come around to the beginning in that I really enjoyed these last two issues of Animal Man and Swamp Thing, the, the latest chapters. I, I really enjoyed this world, the story. I, I think the characters are interesting. I think what's going on is interesting. I really, I'm really digging it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm as shocked as anyone. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am.
1: All right. Fair enough. for standing um, before you. Bear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next review comes from Pete Valdez, who reviewed BPRD, Abyss of Time, number one, and gave the story a four out of five and the art a five out of five. And 0.8% of you made it your pick of the week. And Pete Valdez says, I'm quite behind on BPRD. Right now I'm enjoying volume two of their excellent and economical omnibuses. Because of the work of the incredible James Herron. I, I just I elected to throw caution to the wind and jump ahead because the Hellboy verse titles make it just so easy. This is a nice story that started out like many BPRD tales do with some garden variety field agents looking at mysterious occult paraphernalia." One artifact they find serves as a vehicle to show us a glimpse of the past, and this is where the real fun takes place. Harren's springing, textured, and tactile images really deliver as we are treated to some fantasy-flavored goblin smashing. What could be just another fun paranormal tale is elevated by the masterful hand of a powerful artist. This book is a great case for the importance of art in this writer-dominated comics climate. Also, let me quickly add one more shekel of praise atop Dave Stewart's mountain of acclaim. Give
0: this give this great book a look. I, I wholeheartedly endorse that. I was happy to see James Heron back. Yeah. I don't know why everyone doesn't hire him to do all of the comic books. He's good. This is what I'm saying.
1: Go to iFanboy.com slash comics where you can write your reviews and like Connors mentioned, we'll get him on the show. Yeah. You enjoyed this more than Hellboy, I assume.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No. This was a fun little 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 story. And it's a you know I, I always like the, the BPRD red shirt stories. <laughs> nice. <of those, laughs> there's just tons of them and they, yeah. they just some stuff happens and uh, you know, the guy's, the guy's a masterful story- storyteller. He's, he's a great artist. He's my favorite guy to come along since, uh, um, what's his name? Oh, I just completely lost it. The, the, the classic Guy. Guy Fieri? The, G- guy Davis? No, yeah, Guy Davis. The, no. Guy Fieri. Yes, Guy Fieri. <laughs> We're going to blow you away with some tater shrimp tots. <laughs>
2: Sorry. What happened? I'm blanked. Right, let's yeah. do some uh, email. The first email is from Justin. I know we've done this question before, but we'll do it again. We're beat. Justin says, since West Wing became streaming on Netflix, I have started watching it for the first time, and I wondered if you could cast the Bartlett administration with comic book characters. Who would you pick? If that seems hard, then I'll settle for the iFanboy staff instead, which is a repeat question, but your writers have changed a bit since then. Please only mention things from the first four seasons, because I'm not finished with it yet, and if I prom- I've promised Swift Retribution on those who spoil it for me, and I've only watched the first four seasons, so I'm not going to... Did we, ca- we cast the, the iFanboy staff as the? Yeah, but people? something's
0: changed since then.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: what's changed? Somebody made imi- a, sh- a striking admission. <laughs> I have completed the first season of The West Wing and now I'm on season two. Yeah. I, I, uh, the unthinkable has happened that I can, I lifted my ban on political dramas and, and purely out of desperation as to not having anything to watch at the gym, I'm now watching it. That's so true, I So I'm I get it now. So I get it now. Because on Netflix, there's nothing else. There's not, I, I've been through a lot. Wow. <laughs> Can't tell you how many documentaries I've watched at that I just watched Craigslist Joe. That was uh-huh. a That yeah. was actually well, decent. I was gonna watch that. Well,
0: Moira Tierney's gone now, so you should be all set. Uh, Moira Tierney. Show. No, on on uh, what's her name? On on West Wing in the first season. The Maura girl. Moira Tierney oh, was
1: on ER or Moira Kelly. Moira Kelly. So I just like how they don't even deal. They don't even mention it. She just disappeared. Adam, <laughs> yeah, Adam, yeah, yeah.
0: Like just, the daughter gone. on the first. Like, she went upstairs daughter.
2: to Cunningham House and never came yeah. down. <laughs>
0: the daughter on the first uh, season of Weeds. Yeah, like the other Hodes kid,
2: gone. So, all <laughs> oh, came back. Let's do the staff again.
1: Who was I? Who was I when we did it first? And who am I? I don't even know.
2: Uh,
0: you were... Josh. Okay, I approve. You were Josh.
2: Josh is Sam.
0: Am I? Or am yeah. I Toby?
2: No, He's you're st- Sam. You're not, you're not grumpy enough to be Toby. Paul okay. is Toby. Okay. Oh, Paul is Toby, yeah, yeah. You're Sam because you're very earnest, but you're also kind of awkward. Okay, thank you.
0: Um, Incredibly good looking. Who are you? I don't know. You're um Is he Leo or is he Bartlett? I think he's CJ. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing you do some nice games. Wait a minute. Timothy Listen, Busfield, by the we way. we can't talk happens. about what happens later, but yeah, you'll, be, you'll be fine. Don't. Timothy Busfield is fantastic. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's great. He's maybe one of the best things about the show, and they just they've just parse him out just a little bit at the time. Yeah. That that goes on for a while too. Good. That story. That oh, yeah, that's good wait. stuff. Let's not answer this question. Let's just talk about the West Wing.
2: <laughs> I don't know why what he, world we're in anymore.
0: I didn't John. wanna I didn't want to answer his question. That's yeah, not okay. why I said
1: me. That's all you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I just thought I thought, well, we talked about Star Wars for a while in the beginning. Yeah. How can we keep this train Ron, rolling? what did you
1: think
2: of the cliffhanger, season one? It was all right. It was somewhat predictable.
1: Right. I wasn't I wasn't as
2: shocked as, as you led me to believe I would be. I think you should, should just—you want to know what's going to happen. That's all I Yeah, think.
1: you want to know what's going to happen, but I just—I kind of saw it coming, though. I mean, yeah, they were hinting you're towards. Break it all. your
2: heart at the end of
0: season three. I'll tell you that much. All right.
1: Well. All right. On to our next email then. Um, Sean says, "Lately, I've been thinking about switching to digital on the Marvel and DC titles that I've read. So, my question is, how is the experience of reading comics on a tablet? I'm looking into getting a Kindle Fire HD for Christmas. Oh, it's a little late. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest reasons I wanted is to read comics to save money, and more importantly, storage space. Don't I've- do it. Too late. I've played with one at the big box store and it seems like something I could really get into. However, the ones at the store did not have any comic reading apps in them. Are comics just scanned in and you have to zoom in around the page or are they broken down by panels? Are DC books different from Marvel books in presentation? Is one better than the other? Any suggestion you can make about apps and tablets to maximize my digital comics reading experience would be a great help.
0: Now, I figured we hadn't talked about this in a little while and, and things have come a long way since we have. Yeah. And plus, somebody here won't shut his yap about tablets and Android devices because he does other shows about it. It was you, oh. Ron. I was, it's, it's not as well formed as it maybe could have been. Yeah. The point being, um, that I, I think we all read uh, not everything digitally, but a mix of things digitally in a bunch of different ways. We get a lot of previews and, and, and we read through other stuff, just however you can get the books. Yep. Um, so I thought we might have some.
1: I mean, the, e- the easiest thing to ask is, is, is that your questions about are DC books different from Marvel in presentation? Are they better? That is just, don't worry. You, there's parody across the board. There's no, luckily, we don't have to deal with, you know, they all the companies are smart enough now to take the digital files that they send to the printers and have those be the files they're using for the for the digital version. So they're crisp, the colors are rich, they're not scans, you know, like it's it's just quality stuff across the they've board.
0: Been, they've, been, they've been most probably digital, you know, did files are digital, sort of, that's how they originate ten almost. Years. Yeah, for 10 years. Um, well, what you're, and seeing, what
2: you're seeing on the screen is more like what is made than we see on the page. Exactly, it's, yeah. These colors get muted and darker. Yeah. Yeah, because ink and all
0: that stuff. So uh, if you went ahead with the Kindle Fire HD, now that's bigger than the original Kindle Fire.
1: That is bigger, yeah. That's the 10-inch, That's the, or the 8 is point something or not. Because
0: I have a regular Kindle Fire that I have to use for reading books, and I hate it. Because of the size? Well, it's a piece of shit device, but also the size. The size is just big enough. Like, it works.
1: Yeah. Um, like, so I I have a Nexus 7, which is the which is the Google tablet, which is... Running stock Android and um, but it is a smaller. It's the size of the original Kindle Fire and it's a little on the smaller side. But I have no problem with it. You can zoom I, in. You know the the company apps. Files are good. Yeah, yeah. The the, the apps uh, have the panel
0: to, uh, flow. If yeah. you want to use that, I don't like to use that. I I, I don't either. You know there. you know what it doesn't. You know who ruins that though? Bendis. Yeah. Whenever the page goes double, uh, double spread, see, I have no side to side.
2: I have an iPad, so we've we got three it different devices. It works better on that. Yeah. And uh, I've just learned at this point to, when I swipe the page, I swipe a little bit further to see if it's a double page spread. Yeah. So I never it get, rotate. I never
1: get caught. Yeah. Uh, and then, but the thing is that if you, you could get, like, if you got the new Kindle Fire HD, which is bigger, if you get the Nexus 10, which is the one, Sean, I would recommend to you, um, which is a 10 inch tablet, you, it's basically essentially, you know, it's a little smaller than an iPad, but it's much bigger than the seven inch size. Um, and you would have that be able, you know, you'd be able to manage double page spreads much easier. So
0: I got to say, I was looking at an iPad mini. Mm. That seems like a really good solution to me because the iPad. Yeah, if, you like, pay, I- if you want to pay, if you want to overpay, I understand. No, I know. I know where you are on that. But just in terms of a, I'm I'm used to iOS as as a way to look at as the way to do things. That's one of the things that frustrates me most about the Kindle is that it's just not iOS. So it annoys me. But like, I read a lot of books digitally, and the iPad is really big. Yeah. And so I found if you if you make it a little smaller like the iPad mini not taking cost into it or anything but it seems like a good middle ground. Just
1: the iPad mini is just ridiculously hard. like <laughs> compare doing a one to one comparison of the smaller tablets between Android and iOS iOS is a rip off the amount of money you're paying, spending on that device. So. Uh, like all of my Apple products. Yeah, true, true. Well, no, some <laughs> of them No, I mean I think honestly I think the laptop the Mac, Apple laptops are reasonably priced for what you're getting for
0: them. Um I, I even think that but the a MacBook Pro is way more expensive. I mean you can get a laptop yeah. that that's you know very True, similar yeah. for four hundred dollars at Walmart, yeah, as opposed yeah. to two grand.
1: But the um, uh, I would say even the iPad is priced about right. But I think the iPad Mini is, as of right now, is is probably a hundred dollars overpriced at least refurbished store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you can do that, but who knows? So if you got one, Sean, write in and let us know what you got and what your experience has been like. And other folks, if you you know different devices. I mean, I I'm, I'm like you guys. You prefer iOS. I'm I have an Android phone, so I I prefer my Android
0: tablets sure. and stuff like that. And the Nexus stuff from Google is just top notch. It's just great. So you know, I got to tell you, I still. I still buy issues though. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like all, all, all that I can talk about it, I'm fine with it, Everything. I don't, you know, I get a lot of stuff preview. Uh, I get a lot of digital copies ahead of time, but like I, I buy I a, issues.
1: I have a, my problem with digital comics is that is that I think that, um, and, and it's totally because of our generation, our age. But I don't put as much value to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought like it, it just, was that
0: you wake up in the morning and somehow you bagged and boarded your tablet every day. You're like, how did can- I do that? Yeah, it's a real pain. No, no, I just I just don't um I
1: don't I don't get the sense of treasuring the thing as much as I do with my issues. I, think I don't
2: treasure my issues in the in it Yeah, well, I do yeah. 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 So, no I, but and I, I think the that's, thing that's the, the market. Is, I,
1: don't, I, I don't apply I don't I don't yeah, that's uh, a bigger question, it's a bigger issue. But yeah. So
2: yeah. I would read only digital if I wasn't giving them away to to kids. Right. I didn't have that. Well, the, pro- the
1: problem with digital is that I forget it's there. That's the problem, whereas the stack That's of issues point, right? I can see. yeah, you know? And they
0: can haunt you, but the, ta- yeah. the stack of digital – and it's true. I have folders full of digital files uh, legally obtained you know, that, that, that I'm not reading because yep. it's easy to put them in a folder and be like, oh, now my desktop is clean.
1: So if you have any questions, email us at contact.fanboy.com. Um, we're getting towards the end of it, but we got something to talk about.
0: Oh, we certainly do. I've got to say, this Fear Agent Library volume—that uh, is our January December or January 2013 pick of the month, uh, book of the month—is uh, it's one heck of a package, and it's something we've been talking about for a really long time. In fact, for a little while, I thought maybe it's not happening. Yeah. Uh, but it did happen, and it, it's a real thing, and I'm super glad that I, I like went out and got it. Uh, you know, and it's it's sort of it's as a package, it's better than I imagined it would be, and it was really fun to go back through. Um, just sort of like Sweet Tooth in a way. Fear Agent is sort of one of the books that's very near to our I fanboy hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we all um, we've known about Rick Remender for a really long time. Um, you know, before he was working at Marvel, and and we all you know for us Connor had them when we were in a hotel room at at Heroes Con in two thousand eight six something like that. Mm -hmm. And and we started reading it and and me and Ron were just kind of looking through the trades and we we're just looking at each other. This is really good, isn't it? That was back at the shows where we would, we would sit in the hotel room at night and read books. <laughs> we don't do that <laughs> a lot anymore. Um, but it, you know, the, the thing that, that keeps coming back to me as I think about Fear Agent is like, it's, it seems like why aren't, why aren't there more books like this? This seems like such a perfect fit uh, for comics. And, and it seemed like you know, Rick Remender and Tony Moore and, and later Jerome O'Pena were the only ones to figure that out. Um, apparently, because a lot of people wouldn't buy them, but that doesn't mean it's any—it's—it's uh, it's not excellent, sort of all the way through. So um, this is the first of two. The, the next volume is going to be coming out in April, I think. Yeah, end of end of April, end of April, end of April. At which point they'll they'll they're going to reprint one, apparently, because it sold out. Now they they didn't print very many of them, like three grand or something like that, uh, and they sold out immediately. Um, so if you were lucky enough to grab one, uh, good for you. Um, and, and uh, this is the first sort of half of, of Heath Houston's l- long journey um, it, as well as a whole mess of uh, Tales of the Fear Agent uh, stories which are sort of shorter stories done by other people besides the, the main creative team on this and uh, I, one of the things is just how good looking this is for a book that you know you keep hearing about as it, an indie book that was just done by some, some folks uh, God, boy it's, it looks it looks every bit as good and professional as anything that these guys are working on today which I, I would, you know, which with a full like sort of editorial compliment to them. And the, um, and the, and the oversized treatment just like, it's
1: just, it's like, it's, it's a formidable volume and it like, yes, and it, it just looks, and
0: it looks more beautiful than the trades or the issues ever did. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this, the, like yeah, the pages yeah. just, just pop the, the, for whatever yeah. reason, the sort of coloring aesthetic that they decided to go with here, this, this crazy alien colors and, you know, heat's orange and blue fear agent costume. It's just, it's gorgeous. Like it looks, it looks so good. Like if you go back and you look at, I have those uh, big volumes of the Powers books. Which is, yeah. you know, this is this is Rick Remender's version of Bendis's powers, you know, in as far as how their, their careers work. And and those reprints, those look awful. Yeah. Like, they don't look good at all, but these are beautiful what's and what's funny is
2: this is one of those books where when I got the box from Amazon, I opened it up, I had to put it down on the table and just sort of look yeah. at it. 'Cause it yeah. from and it it funked when you put it down. Yes, yes. It was heavy. Yeah. Um because it's just that the the care and the craft that went into this presentation is I see people buying this for the first time this way, and I always hesitate that, but um, you know, to buy the biggest volume first before you try anything else. But uh, oh, it's it, worth. But it's worth it. It's it is, totally. It worth to it really to worth be it.
0: fair, you know, like if you were to go out and buy the trades of this, you know, which aren't in print, probably cost uh, some amount, mm. or more. Yeah. It would cost yeah. more. You know, I bought this on Amazon for twenty eight bucks. Yeah. Like, twenty eight bucks for this book? That's yeah. absurd. That's I, a, I yeah. started doing the math. I was like, I don't know how Dark Horse isn't losing money on this. They're thing They're not. Amazon is. Yeah, well, whoever, somebody, somebody's not making money that should be because uh, you know I could easily see paying you know a hundred bucks, seventy-five bucks for this. Uh, it's it's a really nice package, um, and and the stuff inside is sort of equally good. It's it's one of those things like you know when you're going to talk about uh, you know like Bat- powers is to Bendis or Starman is James Robinson or this is this is this is that version of the thing for Rick Remender. This is going to be yep. you know his story. That, that he did and, I, and i'm not meaning to take away from the artist because I'm a, I'm a giant tony moore fan um and you actually see him get a lot better over the course of this and I, i'm a huge fan of, of jerome peña of, of you know this is his sort of first work that most people will have seen if if you hadn't seen him before he came on you know at, at marvel um and it's just it's great looking the two artists really complement each other really well i think it's a different uh, opinion than you would see on avengers right now um but that has a little more to do with uh, probably production than anything else but my um,
2: well, style has evolved a lot too
0: yeah yeah that's true that's true I always, I was trying to ha- I was having a hard time describing Opeña's work like it doesn't look like anything it's, it's, it's unique and it's wonderful yeah so you, you know go. it's just it's great to look at and yes. you can totally tell the difference between the two of them in this book but they they mesh together really well and it fits and I like you know like it's fun I mean we've been saying that a lot but it's also tinged with this sort of Real world sadness because Remenders made no secret of the fact that, you know, this as so went, you know, his mood, so went Fear Agent, you know. So yeah. when, when Heath Houston is depressed, you know, there was some of Rick's own feelings in there. Um, and I think that all came through. Um, it's, it's his most personal work by far. Yeah, but it never, but it's so ridiculous and out there at the same time, it never lost its its fun. You know, well, that's it, because
2: it's a, it's a grounded main character in the midst of his yep. woo. Wacky, you know, sci-fi world of aliens and alien invasions and Fear Agent core and all this You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a sci-fi story in the, in the grandest sense with a very real grounded character feeling a lot of real pain. Yeah.
0: And, and and you know, I could just like literally, I could hang out with Heath Houston on pages forever. And a lot of them is just him by himself talking drinking. to himself or talk Dr- drinking or talking to the monster. Or, it's it's not it's not like Hellboy in that way. You know, like yeah. you just you're cool with hanging out with him. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's definitely the case here. And he's, he's sort of, he's put upon and he's had a rough life and he feels sorry for himself and he can't, he can't get out of his own goddamn way. And, and, you know, the trick of the book is, and the thing that they do the whole way through is to just make it as hard on Heath as possible at all times constantly. Yeah. Uh, and that's a lot of fun to read.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely, um, a, a modern, a modern classic must have, like you, you need to get this to have it on your shelf.
0: So when I just, so, I just.
1: I can't get over how good these
0: pages are as I yeah, look through them yeah. and how good this book looks and how
1: well. So, yeah, do yourself a favor if you didn't get order it order it now to get the re- you could get the next printing in April and then get volume 2 before it sells out because it will sell out. So, um cool. Uh go to ifanboy.com where you can read Josh's full book of the month review written. You can hear, you can read all about that. Um, no, what? to Samuel Clemens quote at the beginning. It was good. It was well done. Just saying. I liked it. So Excellent. So um, if you enjoy even more talk about comic books, you can go to iFanboy.com on Mondays and get the iFanboy Don't Miss podcast. Uh, last week, Paul talked to Brian Wood for a good 40 minutes about Star Wars. Uh, this coming Monday, I'm talking to Kelly Sue DeConnick about Captain Marvel number 9. Um, so go to iTunes and subscribe to that podcast so you
0: don't miss an episode or go to iFanboy.com on Mondays and, and listen to it. When you listen to this, there will have been a Make Comics podcast. Ooh, bold. bold. That's what I'm... Yeah, bold. Yeah. It's a bold prediction. Bold and spicy. Uh, yeah. so, so there will have been a, 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 a Make Comics podcast when you listen to this, which is uh, when I, sp- I speak with uh, Andy Schmidt of Comics Experience, uh, we'll take an, an aspect of making comics and talk about the best way to approach that, uh, as we have found in our experience, more so his, <laughs> but also somewhat mine.
1: And you can subscribe to that uh, in iTunes to the feed in iTunes, the Make Comics, iFanboy Make Comics podcast, or go to iFanboy.com where you can find that, as well as iFanboy Don't Miss, as well as this show, the iFanboy Pick of the Week, as well as all the other great uh, con- content and conversations that are happening over on iFanboy.com. You can read Josh's Pick of the Week review for Star Wars. Um, you can read all of the uh, Spider Man hoopla that went on this past week. What? <laughs> what? what? Um, great stuff going on ifanboy.com if you're into comics you've got to be going there and and participating Um, and don't miss anything follow us on twitter.com slash
0: ifanboy or on facebook at facebook.com slash ifanboy you can also become part of this show by emailing us at contact or leaving a voicemail at 888 fanboys, which is 326 uh, 2697. We'll be back with voicemail next month, next week after, well, because we won't have a book of the month for, well, for me, for a really long time, which is this is the best time to have book of the month, is right after you've finished it. Jerk. Um, I know. <laughs> well, all, it comes around. That's how it works. Uh, but if you do call in for a voicemail, keep in mind that uh, if you want it to be played, uh, get to the point, tell us know who you are and where you're calling from. And uh, that's all. That's me. You know how it works. You know, you know the drill.
2: And if you like the show, you can write a review on iTunes for this show, for the Don't Miss Show, for Make Comics, for any of the shows we do, or any of the podcasts you listen to would be great help for everyone to just go to iTunes and take a minute to write a review. You know, give a star rating, a couple words, that's all. You're in, you're out. Five minutes. Not even. Two minutes. So uh, help for the iFanboy word. You are our street team. is welcome. The iFanboy Val. street team. You Excellent. are
0: our street walker.
1: Right. Wait, so... So, nice so Josh got his first pick of 2013 we'll be waiting with bated breath to see what Connor picks next week oh it's me <sighs> isn't it oh, okay. yeah, it is Yeah, yeah we know what the DC guy will do <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat a chip alright so until then I'm Ron I'm Connor
0: I'm Josh
1: what what